Welcome to the Run Back to Jesus podcast, where we are going to let go of all the weights holding us down and run the race God designed us for. I have somewhat a phobia of bees. Now, if I talk to you, I will tell you, oh, I'm fine with bees. They don't harm you if you don't harm them kind of thing. But if you were to see me in action around a bee, one of my neighbors did this week, you would see a completely different story. Now, to be fair, I've had a couple run-ins with bees that have kind of made this reaction in my life. So first, I think it was about 20 years old. It was a fall day. It was one of those days where it was warm enough to have your windows down, but you had a long sleeve on. So I'm driving down Main Street, window down. All of a sudden, I hear this and all of a sudden I'm feeling this sharp, stinging, burning pain all throughout my arm. And it just keeps coming and coming and coming. I finally realized, okay, there is a bee that flew in my window and somehow got up my shirt sleeve and is attacking me. Now I'm trying to drive a car. I'm going down Main Street. I'm I'm thankfully I'm driving down and my aunt had lived right there where I was. So I pulled it into her driveway. I whip off my shirt. I'm like throwing my hands around like a crazy person. Finally, I got this. It was a wasp out of my sleeve. And I probably had 10 to 15 stings on my arm. And I just remember my arm swelling up and hurting so bad. It felt like the stinger literally hit the bone. It was one of those deep, painful things. A lot of Benadryl, ice, ibuprofen later. It finally went down. And so, okay, there was that. I mean, that was just freak. How does that happen? But then the second instance was right after I had had my first kiddo, I was outside doing some yard work. I don't know why and I don't know how. This kid never slept, but I guess it was one of those moments where they were taking him now. And I was just like feeling like I needed some of that pre-mom activity. And one of those things I used to love to do was yard work. That has since gone to the wayside, have two kids. I don't care about the yard work at all. But I went out. I remember I was walking around. We had a front sidewalk that walked around the front of our house. And we had this big crepe myrtle tree. And then these green bushes were on my left. And all of a sudden, I just feel this like stab in the back of my leg. But I didn't see anything. I kind of brushed it off. I don't know. As a new mom, like you're tired and exhausted one. You feel all kinds of weird and random things that don't make sense to you. So I just kind of kept going. I picked up my pile of weeds that I had and I had them in the wheelbarrow and across our driveway, across the street, I was able to walk down. There was this big wooded area. We could dump kind of some yard waste and stuff. So I was down there and I dumped the wheelbarrow in. And all of a sudden I'm like, wow, my my tongue is like burning a little bit. Thought that was a little bit weird. But again, I don't know. Pregnancy causes a whole bunch of weird things and postpartum, a whole bunch of weird things. So I just kind of kept going. I'm like, all right, I think I'm just going to go up and take a shower. I'm done. I must just be exhausted and tired. So I go up, I take a shower, I get out and I notice that I'm starting to get these like little red bumps. And I'm like, maybe I was just hot, right? Like you're just talking yourself out of things. In the back of my head, I'm slowly starting to think, got a bee sting, tongue is burning, bumps on your body. Like this is not good. My emergency brain's kind of going off, but I'm just trying to talk myself out of it. I go up to my husband. I have him look. I'm like, I, I feel like I might've got stung by something, but I didn't see it. And I feel like my face is like tingling. Am I swelling? Like, tell me how bad this rash is. And he's kind of like, well, yeah, did you take something? So kind of the first idea, like he didn't want to freak me out because he knew I was going to totally freak out, but I was like, no. And so my brain just starts like spinning. ER mind for me is like, I always think of worst, worst case scenario because I've seen a lot of those things. And so I'm like, okay. So I grab the Benadryl. I'm like, I'm just going to take it and we're just gonna start driving towards the hospital like we'll just sit in the parking lot and wait 
And I have pictures of driving there. I have a picture of my thigh with like just a couple bumps on the way. And by the time we get to the hospital, you can't even see my legs. It's swelling so much. So I walk in the back door. Um, this was a hospital I worked at. So I walked in and I went to talk to one of the doctors. I'm like, do you think I can just take some Penadryl and go home? And he looked at me. He's like, you need to go sit in a room right now. And so I ended up staying in the emergency room. I got all the medicines. Thankfully, those types of things usually go away pretty quickly. And I got a lot of relief really fast. But now carry an EpiPen with me for the preventative of anaphylaxis should that ever happen again. So long story short, I kind of freak out a little bit when I when I see bees or an insect flying towards me that I don't know what it is. And while I like to tell myself that you're just living in a fear mindset, that you need to be calm and collective around the bees, when you see me in action, it's a completely different story. And probably the, the most painful thing about this is that my poor kids have seen me do this and they now are 10 times worse than me. Now I can tell them all the time, they're not going to harm you. They're just going about their way. If you don't bug them, they won't bug you, but they have seen me in action. And so they have inherited this. Now their dad is calm and cool, cool around them, but they have seen me more around bees. And despite my words, they've absorbed my actions. But here's a wild thing. Like this just blew my mind last week. One of my kids was taking a shower. We're at this really fun age where your kids can finally take a shower by themselves and have fun. So I went and check on this kiddo. They're doing fine. They don't need anything. They want to stay in a little bit longer. And so a couple minutes later, my husband goes to check on this kid and notices an odd look on their face. And so he asks this kid, what's going on? And the kid replies, there's a bug trying to come up out of the drain. So I was using my toys to keep it from coming up. It was a cockroach, dad. And so we're like, okay, we're just fabricating this story. First of all, the water is running. There is no way that a bug could get up the drain with all the water coming down. And also the drain holes are pretty small. Like there is no way that a cockroach, especially like the bigger ones that tend to get in your house could fit through these holes. So kid gets out of the shower, gets some dress. Yet sure enough, my husband goes back and there was a cockroach coming out of the hole in the drain. Like literally right now I'm having trauma just thinking about it. And here's the crazy thing. This kid who is terrified of a bee, if the bee was a hundred meters away, kept very calm, cool, collective, and didn't even worry about a cockroach coming up the drain in the shower. And the reason being is that they've seen their dad interact more with this horrible animal that I really wonder why on earth did God create it? Poor Noah and all the people on the ark that had to live with this thing, <laughs> right? But they have seen their dad interact with it more and he is calm and he's collected around it. Me, on the other hand, I am still having trauma from this. I feel like I need to take a blowtorch with me into the shower every time, but my kids have not seen me interact with cockroaches like they had with their dad. And this is just such a reminder to me that what we see with our eyes most will impact how we live our life. As a parent, completely eye-opening, literally to see how our actions overflow into our kids. And this is honestly a whole different topic. And today, what I want to focus on is how on what we take taken impacts how we live our life. And then we can just note that then how we act overflows into all those people around us. In Matthew chapter six, verse 22, Jesus says, the eye is a lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. First, let's just think of somebody who is blind, right? Without a guide, they're likely stumbling around, running into things, may even be injured. And they certainly can't get to places that they need to go as quickly. But someone with good vision, 
women can get to their destination quickly, efficiently, and avoid danger when it comes. And how we perceive the world tells us how we navigate through this. In this part of scripture, Jesus is talking about treasures. He's talking about not storing up things on earth that can be destroyed in an instant, but for treasures in heaven. And so this shift in the view can change how we live our lives. If we're talking in what the world shows us, so maybe we are always on Instagram and we are seeing influencers and they're always having the newest home decor, the fanciest wardrobes or purses or cars. We think that these are treasures and we desire them. And this would be in stark contrast from the person who lives their life filled most with the sight of Jesus and how he lives. Jesus shows us how to live a life giving away all that we have, not worrying about physical things, but working for the spiritual things. And in all ways in our life, not just the material things, what we are focusing on is what we're going to see. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but if you've ever gone to buy a new car, suddenly you start seeing that car everywhere. That car that's been on your mind starts to stand out. And it's not that everyone has just gone around and bought this car at the same time. It's what you've been focused on. And just like it's been for my kids, what they have seen the most is how they are now living out their life. For me, they've seen panic and fear with a bee. So they have panic and fear with a bee. However, they've seen more of their dad not fearing cockroaches. Oh man, even just saying that word is gross to me. But because they've seen him being calm around it, they are the same way. And what Jesus wants to do is give us new sight. He wants to help us see the world in the way that he sees it. We've talked a lot about hardships the last few weeks and so much of enduring through them is how we see what's in front of us. And the way that we have life to the full is seeing what's in front of us with the sight that Jesus wants to give us. Now, this doesn't mean that we have perfect vision and we can see into the future and see how everything plays out. But what we do have is a sight to know that if Jesus is guiding us into it, he's going to get us through it. We see Jesus in the presence of the things that seem like horrible tragedies and pain. And while they may be, we can then see through it to see Jesus as our comforter, our peace and the uncontrollable things of this world, because we see with his sight who is in control and it's him. We also know that some things don't make sense and they are hard and painful to walk through, but with God, he will make sense of it all, right? How we view the situation, how our sight is impacts the rest of us and how we can see things through Jesus's lens versus of how the world does, right? If you are living in a worldly mindset and you can't see how something's going to turn out, what are you living in? You're living in fear and anxiety, wanting to know how it's going to play out. But when you see through Jesus's lens, you know how it's going to turn out. You know it's going to be good because Jesus is in it. Now, you may not know all the details, right? But you know how his story ends. With Jesus, we can stop trying to measure up. We can stop trying to find our worth and stop trying to be enough because when we see Jesus and we see him, we see that he is all those things for us. The enemy just wants to come in and make us go out searching for the things that are already right in front of us. And as Jesus works his way into our life, we gain this new sight that he gives. And it's like, how did I miss this? All along, I was out searching for all these things and it's been right in front of me the whole time. But when, before we find Jesus, we are like the blind people who can't see. We are going out into the world just with this stick, just trying to push around in every direction. We're stumbling, we're falling. But when Jesus opens our eyes, we see 
and we see the path we need to go and the direction we need to be in. We see through Jesus the things to avoid that are, this is a disaster. This is going to cause you to trip and stumble. And all the things we were out searching to find in the darkness now come to light in Jesus. But this is a thing, and this is a thing that I need so much in my life, and maybe you do too. If you are just spending, or I am just spending a few minutes a day looking at God's word in the life of Jesus, but then you go out into your day and your day is filled with social media, influencers, people who are living for the world, people who are not filling their minds with Jesus and his way of life. If that's what we are filling the most of our mind with, we are going to be such at risk for falling into the things of the world because what we are filling our minds with, what we are seeing most is most likely what we're going to repeat. And this was so true with my kids. They saw me most panicking and crazy over a bee. While they may have saw their dad a couple of times comfortable around it, they saw me more because that's what filled their minds most. And so that's in turn how they live their life. And so the challenge today is not just to spend a few minutes in quiet time with Jesus in the morning. Now, this is amazing. Don't stop it if you're doing it, but to then do all that you do throughout your day. Jesus and to help see everything in your day through him. And so for me, that's being mindful. What type of music am I listening to? What type of shows am I watching? What types of book am I reading? Thinking of each activity in my day and bringing God into it. And and again, we can do this in all the secular things, the things of the world. We talk about this all the time, fitness. I love to do fitness and then center it back on God. And so while I'm exercising, I don't want to be thinking about how can I get abs? How can I find my worth in this workout? How can I show up? How am I comparing myself to how someone else is showing up? I want to say, I want to come into this time and I want to honor the body God gave me. And I want to think about Jesus while I'm doing it and learn discipline in my job, in my career, whatever you're called to. It's not thinking I got to show up and do this today just to get a paycheck to provide for my family or to pay to go on this vacation they want to go on. It's showing up into my job, whatever it is today and saying, I get to do this work today and be God's hands in the world. And if you are out working a traditional job or wherever you are, you get to take God's presence and God's light into places that preachers and religious leaders can't go. And so you take the same day that you are stepping into and say, I get to be God's hands and his feet and his voice today. God work through me today and help me be the light in the darkness. And maybe how I act today will bring sight to someone else so they can see this world in a whole new way and see it through you. It's in your family. For me, something to work on is acting how to trust God around his creation, especially around some of those insects that he has created that have clearly created some triggers with me, right? Because I can talk the talk all I want. I can tell my kids, God's made these animals. They're doing their job. They won't bother you if you don't bother them or get into their way. But if I'm not making that change and acting it out myself, they're not going to see it. And so it's taking God into your family as well. And so it's getting to this place where we are filling our minds in every moment with Jesus. We are taking the quiet time to sit down and to read his story and to fill our minds with him. But then we're also taking him into our day and thinking, how can I make sure that what is coming into my sight and into my life is Jesus and filling my my whole mind, my whole thought, my whole being with him all day and not just those few minutes in the morning so that most of what I'm consuming is him 
And so that as I consume him, I will start to see him in everything I go into. I can start to see how he wants me to work into every situation, how I want to respond in every situation because he is what I'm receiving most. And that is the goal. We continually try to fill our minds with him in all that we do so that one, we can have the sight to see the way Jesus does. And two, that that overflows into every person we meet, the children we raise, the coworkers we work with, our spouses, significant others, and our family. And so that when the scary, creepy things of life come in, we just brush it off and say, that's just a bug, mom, or just a bee. It's no big deal. And we keep fixing our eyes on him. Let's end today in prayer. Dear Jesus, we just want to thank you for the reminder today that what we see impacts every area of our life. Jesus, we ask not only to see you in our dedicated time with you in prayer and the reflection of scripture, but in all that we do. Jesus, help us to see you in every area of our life and not just to read it, but to live it out so that our view of this same day that we walk through is so different because we're walking through it with you. And not that it may only end with us, but overflow into everyone else we encounter. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being here today. If you are finding these podcasts helpful, we appreciate any feedback that you have. If you leave us a rating and review, that just helps more people find our podcast or share it with a friend or family member so that we can all continue to run back to Jesus together. Thank you. And we will see you again next week.